Coach Snow, Sheena Quick from Fox Sports 1340. Um, what is the biggest area of improvement that you've noticed in the team, in your defense now versus the week two game in the first meeting? Well, you know, the, we're starting to learn the system better and, and um, starting to uh, know the situations better. And, and then we're all getting better technically. Um, the one area that we're struggling is third down. A lot of other areas I think we're really improving in. And we got to continue to improve third down. But um, there's a lot of things we've improved on. Let's go to Phil Orban and then Skylar Callahan. Phil, when you're evaluating tape, how much can you tell if a guy is struggling because they're struggling or if it's because of a specific scheme? And, and obviously I'm talking about Tom uh, Sunday night against the Saints. Well, uh, excuse me, who are you talking about? Uh, to, like Tom Brady obviously struggled on yeah. Sunday night against yeah. the Saints. And I'm curious, it, how, how much of that can you glean from it being what the Saints are doing and if he's just having an off night? You know, uh, you know, it's funny because a, a lot of times when you're not, you, when you don't play as well as you'd like, a lot of it has to do with your opponent. And um, for some reason, New Orleans in both games has had, uh, you know, Tampa's number. Um, you know, and that happens sometimes. Why, I don't know. They match up real well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you could see uh, New Orleans did a great job game planning, but they also did a nice job of making plays, especially on third down. Um, and then, you know, uh, obviously Tampa's uh, offense got behind um, the chain, you know, really behind. So it forced them to do things they probably didn't want to do that early. So, you know, there were a lot of variables involved in that game, I think, the reason it went the way it did. Hey, Phil, with uh, a two-party here with AG out, um, do you see Jermaine Carter being a guy that can maybe play both Sam and Mike uh, backing up Tahir Whitehead? And then uh, just kind of talk about his play uh, from what you've seen the last couple of weeks. And then what have you seen from this linebacker unit throughout the season, things you like and things you don't like? Well, yeah, Jermaine can play all three spots. Um, um, so he plays some Sam backer to the field. He plays Mike and Will. So um, – you know, he's done a good job learning the system, and uh, um, he can do that. But, um, you know, uh, the linebacker crew, um, I think, has gotten better every week. Um, you know, if you watch them, they haven't missed a lot of tackles recently, and, and, and they're playing better. You know, we missed Chen a little bit last week, but um, uh, we're getting him back this week. So, um, but, the, you know, they've just steadily improved. So, uh, um, happy with that group. Let's go to Joe Person for the next question, followed by Elena Gutzenberg. Hey, Phil, uh, Joe Brady's already kind of starting to pop up on potential head coaching lists and that kind of thing. I know you've only been around him one season or half a season, mm -hmm. but aside from the play calling, do you think he's has kind of the makeup to be a head coach, uh, you know, sooner rather than later? Yeah, you bet. Uh, Joe has a lot of great qualities, especially for somebody as young as he, he is. You know, um, when you hear him talk to the team and, and to the offense, he, you know, I, I mean, he just commands what he's saying, and, and I think people follow him. So, uh, yeah, I think Joe will do fine. You, you know, a lot of young coaches have done well in this league uh, right now, so I don't know why Joe couldn't do that. Well, on that topic, Phil, I mean, you've seen this kind of uh, trend of hiring young offensive guys. I mean, does that sort of work in a guy like Joe Staple? Oh, no question. And, you know, especially he's done a great job wherever he's been with the quarterback position. And, you know, that, that uh, position 
really is the engine that runs the, uh, you know, this league. And so with his, you know, he's able to develop quarterbacks and, and, and coach them real well. So that, you know, that adds to a lot in this, uh, you know, who they're hiring today as off, uh, you know, head coaches. Hey, so um, I was curious, you know, with getting Justin Burris back this week, you know, Sam Franklin has done pretty well in his place. I was just curious how you think maybe his, what his role could look like with Justin coming back. Well, you know, Sam will still be in the mix with everything, and, and so will Justin. You know, Justin hasn't played in a while. So, to, to, you know, I don't think it's fair to put him out there for every snap, right? So, you know, we'll, we'll uh, do it by committee, and, 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 it, and it's good to have, you know, be able to play more than, uh, um, you know, two guys. And, and we have different packages, too, that, that each one has a role in. So uh, it'll work out great this week. Would you say, would you think it'd be fair to say that Sam had, like, took – yeah, he, the advantage of the opportunity he was given, though, and really showed that he deserves more playing time? Oh, no question. Yeah, Sam is, you know, and, you know, he's got a long ways to go because he hasn't played the safety position that long. So, but he's done really a, a, a really good job um, in the games that he's played in. So, yeah, he deserves more time. Let's go to Bill Voth and then Scott Fowler. Hey, Phil, a lot of times when we look at pressure, we look we start looking on the outside. But I think over the years covering the Panthers and playing Drew Brees twice a year, we learned that really with a guy like him, you got the pressure starts through the middle. Is that the same thing with a guy like Tom? Yeah. You know, and Ryan in our you know, division, he's the same way. you got to get in the paint and make a move because um, they like to step up into the pocket and throw the football. Um, you know, once you make them slide, they're not as good throwing the football. So getting in the paint is, is critical. And, you know, you just don't sack them very often, these guys, because the ball's gone. So you have to affect the throws by affecting their throwing motion. Um, you may not sack them a bunch, but you got to affect their throwing motion. So, uh, yeah, it's really important to push the paint. Can you tell if Derek yet is getting a little frustrated that he's, he's not on the board with, with the sack? Yeah, he is. Um, you know, I th we all would be right, you know, in, in his shoes. But he, it, it'll come. Uh, he just got to keep working. Go ahead, Scott. Oh, thanks. Sorry, my internet went out for a second. Um, Coach, can you hear me? Are you, you bet. Right? Yep. Okay, thank you. Uh, we asked you about Jeremy Chen. It seems like every week you mentioned you will get him back, you think, this week. Um, and I just wonder, again, if you could speak about his attributes and if he's come along quicker than you thought he would. Well, I don't think anything surprises me uh, with Jeremy physically. Uh, he, you know, he's so gifted. And not, normally those guys get, you know, when they get hurt, they come back a lot faster um, over the years. But, um, you know, Jeremy just adds a lot on the field, how fast he plays and physical and with the energy that he plays with. And, and we can play him in almost every package that we have. Uh, well, we do play him in every package that we have. So, you know, he, he's a big dimension for us. What do you call that position that he plays in your mind? Well, he plays a lot of different positions. It depends on the package, you know. So, you know, he, he plays Sam linebacker. We have another position we call Grizzly. And then he plays the Will linebacker. So he, he does a variety of things for us. Thanks. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go to Josh Klein and then Deshaun Brown. Um, if I could just follow up on that, what it, what does the Grizzly do? And then I have another one after that. Well, it's just, uh, you know, when you see him playing deep thirds and halves, and it's just a different package that we run. Um, 
in a three-man front. So, uh, but he's got a variety of roles, and 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 he's gotten better with each role each week. So, uh, um, you know, it's it'll be fun to watch him finish the season. Um, is there anyone else that plays that that grizzly role? Who took that spot last week? Uh, Sam. Sam did. Uh, uh, Franklin. Uh, on the Bucks specifically, obviously they added Antonio Brown. I'm curious what you saw from him last week on tape and if you think that he is back to the same receiver that he's kind of always been. And then how much stress that puts on, you know, theoretically the nickel corner or a line, whoever would have to line up against somebody that's the third wide receiver option. Yeah, you know, I, you know it was his first game back, right? And he's been off a little while. So, um, but he looked fine in the game, and I'm sure he's, you know, this week he'll really pick it up. You know, the second week after coming back, you know, I think you generate a lot more energy and, and your body gets used to playing again. But, uh, yeah, he's a problem. He's a matchup problem, and, and they've got a nice rece- uh, receiving crew and good tight ends. And their backs are their second-leading receivers. So they've got a lot of weapons to throw to, and Tom uses them. Coach, this is Deshaun with Channel 9. I wanted to ask, you mentioned the struggles that you've seen on third down and then also some of the success that the Saints were able to accomplish last week on third down. What, if anything, did you take away from what they were able to do that may help this week? Well, you know, um, you know, there's certain down and distances that we, uh, that we kind of all do the same thing in the league. It, it comes down to whether or not you make plays or not. So, you know, that, that'll be the issue. And, and another problem we've had on third down is we've had too many penalties on third down. So um, we just got to get better, and, and, and we're working at it, and, and it'll eventually come. So uh, um, we'll be prepared for third down this week, and we've got to make our plays and try, try to stay away from the penalties. Let's go to David Newton, followed by Jonathan Alexander. Hey, Phil, hope you're having a good day. Um, yep. Travis Kelsey had a big game against you guys last week, and uh, obviously not having Shannon Burris back, I guess that had an impact. Um, you got Gronkowski this week. What are the challenges with Gronk versus a player like Kelsey, and how does having, you know, Shannon Burris back help with what you plan? Well, it helps a lot. You know, uh, you know, like Burris has been playing and Chen the, the best tight ends when we've played them, and we've played some real good ones. So, you know, not having them last week did, did affect that with Kelsey. But, uh, um, but you know, uh, Gronk's a good player. You know, he's been around a long time. He's crafty and he's hard to stop. And they'll target him on third downs, especially the down and distance where, he, you know, he can separate. Um, you know, is that that third and two to six area? He's, uh, you know, highly targeted. So, um, you know, he's still a, a valuable uh, offensive weapon uh, for Brady. Hey, Phil, hope you're doing well. Um, you know, this may be far from your mind, but um, do you think Jeremy Chen is, is deserving to be in serious consideration for defensive rookie of the year? You know, you know, I can't comment on the other rookies. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so, uh, you know, into what we're doing in, in, in our players. But, I mean, Jeremy has played really well for a rookie. So, uh, if he wins it, he deserves it. And, and uh, I take nothing away from any other rookie in the league there, but they're, I'm sure they're having some, uh, you know, some players are having some great seasons too. So, but uh, I'm pulling for Jeremy if he's in the run.
Let's go to Josh Graham for the first question. Coach, um, Matt mentioned earlier in the week that you were just itching to get back on the sidelines uh, coming down from the booth. How would you describe it being down there? No, it's, it's good. I, you know, you enjoy being down there with the guys and be able to talk to them and, you know, look them in the eye, feel the emotions of the game. So, uh, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. And when was the last time you've been on the sidelines as a coach? As a coach, never. Um, but as a player, I was on the sidelines a lot. So, uh, so I got used to it. it felt felt back in my William Mary days. Um, but yeah, no, I'd never. That was the first time I ever been on the field for a game before. All right, let's go to David Newton, followed by Bill Voth. <clears throat> hey, I'm Joe, I got a couple of questions. First, what prompted your decision to go down there? Uh, no, there was there really wasn't anything uh, anything in particular. You know, I just kind of had the vibe in the field that I just wanted to be down there, and you know, it's. It's it's obviously very calm up in the box, but just the communication elements of just being able to, you know, it's just one less one less factor that you need to hey talk to some person. I can just walk around and and do that down there. And so I just was you know it's not, it doesn't really change much. So it was it was good. And Curtis Samuels really seemed to be emerging here the last few weeks. So what about him is different now as far as why he's being so productive? Uh, look, I don't think there's really anything differently uh, than what he's doing. You know, I think we said. You know, early in the year, you know, every week we were going to be learning, you know, ourselves, our team, our identity, you know, what our guys can do well. And so, you know, I think each week you're just starting to see, you, you get to see more and more of, you know, the, the value of a guy like Curtis Samuel and, you know, how explosive he is. And when the ball's in his hands, good things happen. So, uh, you know, I don't think it's anything that he's doing differently. It's, it's you know, he's making the most of his opportunities and, and he's helping us. Hey, Joe, you guys have uh, scored just 24 points in the third quarter, which is somewhat misleading because I know a fair number of those drives have ended up in the fourth quarter with you guys scoring. But does there feel like there's there's something just not clicking coming out of halftime over the last few weeks? Well, I mean, yeah. If, I mean, look, the statistics are statistics, right? And so at the end of the day, that you know, that it's our job to put points on the board. And so, you know, uh, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of factors that come into it. And we've been stopped on a couple. We've missed some field goals down there. We've and stopped on some turnovers on downs. Um, you know, it's something that we've talked internally. You know, we have to we have to come out at the second half and do a better job at just executing. And uh, so I don't think it's it's not it's necessarily anything that we're not doing. Um, I just think we got to just have more attention to detail, like we do in the beginning of the game. You know, starting uh, starting the second half. Thanks. Go to Joe Person, followed by Jonathan Alexander. Hey Joe, I have two. Just first of all, your name is uh, kind of popping up on these potential head coaching lists. Wondered kind of how you process that and is that a goal for you, you know, now and or in the future? I mean, right now, that's the, the last thing on my mind. Um, you guys know how I am. I'm kind of a day-to-day -day guy. So right now, the only thing on my mind is, uh, is this game this Sunday. And then I just wanted to ask you too, if um, kind of what you feel like has been your biggest challenge as a first-year NFL play caller this year? Has it been, you know, calling plays without Christian for a bulk of it, or what would you point to there? Um, you know, it, it's hard for me to come up with, you know, what the, what the biggest challenge might be, Joe. I think it's more just, just you're learning every week. I think I can be, you know, an offensive coordinator for, you know, got one in 20 years, and I'm going to be learning every week as it goes there. And I think it's just a feel – um, it's just getting a, a feel for your players, a feel of situational football. You know, I think it's, you know, uh, every week you're, you, you learn something. And I think that's an important thing, um, you know, but from a challenge 
I think in the NFL level, it's always going to be challenges. You're going against the greatest defensive coordinators in the league. Um, you know, and it's, uh, you know, there's a, it's a great chess match and it's, uh, you know, your competitive juices are flowing with that. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a learning. And I don't mean that as a, being a first-year coordinator, I'm learning. I should be answering that same question in five years. But, uh, you know, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Hey, Joe. I uh, hope you're doing well. Um, you know, DJ Moore has had only four catches in the past two games. You know, how do you get him more involved without actually force-feeding him or, or overdoing it? Yeah, look, I, you know, I'm, I'm not oblivious to it. I know how explosive DJ Moore is when the ball's in his hands. I think, you know, a big thing with this offense is, you know, the guy's got to be ready every single week, and you never know who's, who's going to be the one to have, you know, potentially have 10 targets, have nine targets. You know, we're going to take, you know, take how the game comes and, and go from there. I think, you know, uh, it'd be great to, to get DJ a bunch of catches, to get Curtis a bunch of catches, to get, you know, our running backs involved, get Robbie involved, our tight ends. We just know, hey, from a game-to-game -game situation, it might not always play out that way. Um, and, uh, you know, we just kind of kind of understand that. And I think our guys kind of understand that. And they just kind of know that no matter kind of uh, the results that we've had this past week or maybe some of the, the targets and catches, I, this, this is going to be the week that I'm going to – it's going to be my week. And so I think they all kind of have that approach. And let's go to Phil Orban followed by Skylar Callahan. Hey, Joe, Phil Snow mentioned how at least some of the Bucks' struggles on Sunday came from – from them getting down early and kind of getting out of their game plan. Obviously, I know you want to score every drive, but are there teams you can point to and say, you know, they will have to alter things if we can kind of race out to an early lead? I mean, you'd like to think, you know, most teams, if you're able to get to a, you know, to get to a, you know, a lead, but I don't think there's anything comfortable in this NFL. Um, I think, you know, you, you played Tampa the first time we played them, it was 21 nothing. And, you know, and, you know, the way that the NFL shakes out, you always have an opportunity to win the football game. And so, you know, we had the ball at the end of the drive at the end of the game, you know, to, to tie the game. And so as, as bad as some games might look, you know, I don't think there's ever a comfort factor, especially if there's not calling the plays. And so, uh, you know, but obviously, you know, getting the lead, it, it does feel a little better than being down 21 nothing. That's for sure. Hey, Joe, I know these are probably two guys we don't talk about all that much, but Will and PJ, how much have they progressed over the last, you know, two months or so? And, and what has really stood out to you with both of those guys? Well, I mean, it's it, it's one of those things that it's, it's fortunate that, you know, we haven't been able to, you know, you got a couple couple clips of PJ, you know, in the game against uh, Atlanta. But, um, you know, the, the mindset those guys have have been incredible, you know, uh, day in and day out, the way that they approach practice, you know, the way that they approach, you know, the meetings, they're, they prepare, they all prepare to start every single week. Um, and so as a coach, it makes our lives so much easier when we got three guys that we feel comfortable in. And, you know, you see when PJ was in the football game against Atlanta, you know, first play, we're, we're taking a shot, running a go route with him. So, you know, we feel completely confident in, in, in them three, in the, in the three quarterbacks that we have. And it's a lot of it's because of the preparation and the approach that they have. Next question, we'll go to Elena Getzenberg and then Josh Klein. Hey, Joe, I know you talked about having to make halftime adjustments and that sort of thing. What is your process at halftime? Like, are you going over plays with Teddy or what, what do you do during halftime? Well, you know, I think it's, I think it's, it changes kind of week to week, uh, you know, and just in terms of, you know, it depends on the success you've had in the first half, just talking through it with coaches in terms of, you know, what, do, how do we want to approach the second half? What do we want to do differently? Um, you know, just have thoughts. Do we want to stick with these type of things? So there's a lot that goes into it. And then it's, it's the, just the communication with your players, you know, us breaking from coaches to, to that communication. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, it, it helps now that I'm not going up to the box, that I have a little more time to be able to communicate with the guys and talk to them and, and go with that. Uh, 
the NFL, you know, half times a lot faster than, you know, in the, it is in college for sure. And then I was curious, I noticed when you were on the field, you were standing like yards away from the play. Was that just so you could get a good view of it? Does that help you kind of like you would if you're up in the box? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, you, you might see me walking around, you know, I think it's just getting a feel of, you know, I'm so used to being in the box and being able to just see everything. And so just trying to get the best vantage point, uh, just being on the field and seeing it. And, you know, I, I, I definitely moved around. Sometimes I was behind the defense. A lot of it has to do with the plays or the drives or kind of what I'm thinking is happening. But, uh, but yeah, and I'm also, I don't like really standing still. So I think that had something to do with it. Joe, uh, obviously um, you only got to call plays with Christian for, for the one week, and it looks like he's going to miss time, miss this week. Um, what is Reggie Bonifant being back? Uh, how much easier does that make your your play calling for this week? And what, have, what, what does he bring to the field? Yeah, I think, you know, I think whenever you have, whenever you're guy, you get guys back, I think it always, you know, it just, it, you know, it makes your team better. And so having, having Reggie back, having a guy that, you know, can, can, can run the football, can make plays in the pass game, you know, is an extremely smart football player. He's versatile, you know, and he brings value, you know, in other elements of our, of our football team. And so having him back and having him, um, you know, is definitely a, a, a positive to our offense. And so um, I don't think from a, from a play calling standpoint, from, excuse me, from a game planning standpoint, you know, each week in itself, it's always, uh, it's never uh, easy from that standpoint, just having guys back, but just knowing that they're healthy and, and, and feeling good is uh, definitely a benefit. And just one more quick follow-up. When, when with Mike and Christian this past Sunday, how did you feel about the rotation and, and uh, getting them both on the field? Were you satisfied with that kind of the, how that shook out? I think it's, all, it's always going to – there's always going to be, you know, in the fourth quarter there was a lot of, you know, we were, we were kind of, you know, in, in more of a two-minute type mindset. So, you know, you, were, you had to kind of deviate a little bit from your base game plan. Um, you know, and so from that – from the rep standpoint, sometimes that might not necessarily uh, – you know, go exactly as planned. And we just understand that, um, you know, but it, it was good to see Christian get involved. It was good to get Mike Davis involved, you know, um, you know, so from a rep standpoint, it's not something we necessarily, you know, had a, an exact count, but it was good to get them both involved in the game. All right, guys, we have time for three more. So let's go to Joe Person and then Jonathan Alexander finish with Bill both. Hey, Joe, I know you guys have uh, Tommy Davidson this week. Do you guys kind of view him more as a quarterback or a tight end? I, I, I honestly don't know anything about anything right now. Um, you know, I, I kind of follow the transaction wires, but until guys are in, in, our, uh, in our building, you know, that's, that's really all I can speak about. That's more of a question for Coach Rule. Well, and related, though, you guys did bring in Seth the valve a week or two ago, brought him back. Um, is that is could he factor in the tight end position group at some point? Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, that's why you you, you know I th we feel confident in in the three tight ends we have on the active roster and you know and then Geo and Seth um, you know we feel like it's a versatile group that you know is continuing to get better and we're just evaluating every single day and um, you know uh, but I, I like what we're getting from our tight ends group and you know having both of those guys will will elevate us. Joe. Um, I know you guys are, are hoping to improve on uh, third quarters, getting out after halftime. Do you believe, um, you know, when you haven't played this well in the third quarter, do you believe it's affected, uh, I guess, calls in, in the fourth quarter or how you all perform in the fourth quarter? Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it, it affects necessarily, you know, when you're, when you're not scoring in the third quarter, sometimes that has to do, you're probably, you might be down in the fourth quarter. And so you're, you're having to, to get into a more, uh, 
you know, uh, you know, a faster tempo. You're having to get to more of a two-minute mindset. Um, you know, so ideal world, you'd like to get in the games where you're scoring in the third quarter and you're able to, you know, finish the game in your hands and in, in, in your base game plan type calls. Uh, you know, so I think a lot of times the score might dictate that, um, you know, but, uh, you know, obviously we'd, we'd like to score in you know, the third quarter, score every time we get the football, um, you know, but it's kind of kind of how, where we are right now. Joe, for so long, um, offensive football was about, yeah, you got to establish the run and defensive football was you got to stop the run. Well, so I guess this is a, a general philosophy question. When you're when you're facing a team like the Bucs, who are so good at stopping their run, especially up the middle, um, do you do you try and establish it and then keep going, keep going, keep going, and and almost like bashing your head against the wall, or or, or how do you do that mix of well, you got to have that balance too? Yeah, no, you have to have balance. I think if you ever go into a game thinking it's you're going to be extremely run heavy or extremely pass heavy, you know, uh, you know, I think it, it becomes you know you're, you become predictable and. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't put you in the best position to have success. And so I think, you know, like these guys are extremely, uh, you know, they're great in the run defense. They're a great defense, um, you know, both in the run and the pass. And so, uh, you know, but I think if you go into a game thinking, just looking at the numbers and saying, hey, they're the best run defense. And so we're not going to even try to run the football. You know, uh, I think you're, you're not asking for, uh, asking for success. And so I think it's important that we establish the run. I think it's important that, you know, we're able to, you know, stay balanced and uh, try to stay on the field.